Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host Ben Porter. I'm joined by my co-host Tom Mannering. Hello. And that will be the new theme tune that you've just heard as well. Be the the first time it's live this week. Pretty good. Yeah. Which we of course launched at our rebranding event at Avant Garde last week. Uh, so a good night was had by all. It was a really good night. Yeah, yeah. Had about thirty or so faces from. The industry, which was great. Um, you, of course, will know by now we launched the, the new logo. Um, but uh, Nick of Four Fox will be... Uh, give, he's given us the files this week for the, the new theme tune, so we'll be hearing that in all its glory. All its midi glory. <laughs> all its midi glory, yeah. So, uh, before we dive in, what have we been up to this week? Gaming. A lot of gaming. We actually have, yeah. I, I, I feel like I had a bit of a lull. Just after the new year. Is that is that sort of post Christmas yeah. sort of hangover where you've you've had a lot of intense gaming yeah. up to that point and then you just take a kind of lull and a rest. But I feel like I'm getting back into it now. Yeah, the swing of it. It's yeah. like coming up to February, ramping back up. Yeah. And I'm actually starting to play um quite a few of the games that I got at Christmas because that is the weird thing is that you know, when when you get new gaming stuff at Christmas you can end up preoccupied with one thing yeah. for a while. Get like kind of, it's like when you're a kid and you get all the presents and you just run off with the one. Yeah. And it's just the mound sat behind. Your parents are just sat there like, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Spent hundreds. <laughs> yeah, that kind of idea. So for me, it was Koi. I was just obsessed with Koi for a while, which, of course, game of the year for us. Exactly. You've, you've not played it yet. I've not played it. I've no. not. I'll take your word for it, though. I trust you. Yeah, that's uh, keeping the faith there. Yeah. yeah. That's it. it is, yeah, we, we will play it this week. Definitely. Yeah, it's at my mother's house right now, but I will get it back and we will play it. I was going to say, do we, do we have to go to your mum's house to play it? Uh, I mean, I'll phone her and ask her. But... <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Porter! <laughs> <laughs> Can Ben come out to play Koi today? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure she'll allow it. I'm sure she'll be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, she's not overly strict, my mum. There you so. go, then. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. um, Games-wise, I played a couple of games for the first time this week. Um, I managed to pick up a copy of, or rather Charlotte managed to pick up a copy of Cerberus, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a really fun little game. Uh, the, the basic premise of it is that you and the other players are in the underworld, probably because you're bad people. Um, or the sat nav went well off course. Yeah, right, yeah g- guys, uh, we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not in King's Park anymore. Yeah. Um, so you're you're in the underworld and you're trying to get out. 
Okay. Logical next step if you find yourself in the underworld, I think. Yep, yeah. Um, and you're being chased by Cerberus, who, okay. of course, the guard dog of the underworld, doesn't want you getting out. Cause, He's got a job to do. Yeah, because he'll be getting his P45 <laughs> if you get out, frankly. Um, so you and, the, you and the other players are trying to get away from Cerberus, trying to get to the bark or raft boat, whatever you want to call it, but there's only a set amount of spaces on that bark. Okay. And more often than not, it's less than the number of players playing the game. So it's a semi-cooperative game. You've got this balancing act of making sure that you get far enough away from Cerberus. Yep. But if the opportunity arises, maybe throw someone under the bus. trip someone up. Yeah. I've not got to outrun him. Just got to outrun you. Yeah. Which, naturally, Charlotte and myself, we threw Josh under the bus. As you do. Obvious choice. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a choice. No. It's mandatory. It's, but it's it's fated, some might say. <laughs> it says in the rule book. <laughs> yeah. If the opportunity arises, throw someone under the bus, Josh must go first. Yeah. <laughs> I did read that in the rule book. So you're a fan? I really like it. Good. Um, it comes up with a great solution to player elimination mm-hmm. in that um, when you are eliminated, you start working for Cerberus. So you, you switch your survival cards to betrayal cards. Okay. And you start tripping up other players, giving Cerberus a bit of a nudge along the track, maybe. Nice. Um, and it means right away, your your pals have betrayed you, and you immediately get to seek your revenge. You're not left like a lot of other games uh, that, that use player elimination, sat there fuming while right, the rest okay. of the game plays out. Uh, really good fun. Um, there's some nifty little features. You, you know... You know I love Ice Cool, mm-hmm. and I'm a great admirer of the, the use of the box mm-hmm. there, to the point where I'm a bit of a stickler for a box now, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a weird thing to be a stickler I'm a, I'm a stickler for a box, because uh, it's the one thing that annoyed me about Koi, is that on the inside of the box, it's adverts for other games. Right, okay. And I just feel like it somewhat detracts from the beauty of the... Takes away from Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in Cerberus... Um, they actually have uh, an achievement checklist okay. around the inside of the box, and okay. you can tick them off when you, As you succeed. Yeah, and That's they give really you a little idea. set of stickers with it, nice. and then on the inside, <laughs> gold stars. <laughs> and then on the inside of the box lid, they've got a gravestone. So oh, okay. every player that gets killed in the game gets to the put their name. Nice. So it's it's really neat that e- even if you get done in in the game, it. You're you immortalised. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Josh is the first name on the, the gravestone, but I just thought it was some really clever use mm-hmm. of what is normally dead space yeah. in a game. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really cool. Bit of picket fencing, if yeah. you will. Ooh, yeah. fancy terminology there. Yeah, <laughs> I just came up with that one the other day. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I played, um, it's not a new game by any stretch of the imagination, but I played Cosmic Encounter for the first time yesterday. A classic. A classic many, game. Yeah. Uh, but first for me, that was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, not not the most original of games. Uh, the alien races could do with a bit a bit more flair, I think. Yeah, you were saying some uh, of the art was a wee bit... Some of the art's a bit hard. off. Some of the names sort of uh, machine and uh, human and, you know, it's quite the most creative. <laughs> we were actually uh, saying earlier when we were talking about this that it, you could almost imagine the designer like hanging over your shoulder. Oh, th- those were placeholder names. Yeah, exactly. I forgot to um, change them. But gameplay-wise, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got a nice sort of... 
for a game that is competitive with a lot of people playing, so we had five players, you weren't sort of everyone picking on one person. The game kind of forces you to attack different people. You don't even really get to choose in a lot of cases. Yeah. But there's still an, an element of wheeling and dealing uh, and ta- kind of being tactical about uh, which colonies you choose to mm-hmm. take off other players uh, and how much of your own resources you're going to expend on attacking yeah. rather than defending. I think what's quite impressive from what you said is that for such an old game, it has quite a bit of elasticity. Mm-hmm. That it can adapt and support quite wildly varying player styles. Yeah, definitely. I think there's there's the option to negotiate, there's the option to attack. Each alien race has got its own ability. There's a lot of different alien races to choose from. Um, so for, for an older game, I can see why it stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'd played that in the 80s when I was... well. In the eighties, I would have been six. But yeah. if I played that in the nineties, yeah. yeah. uh, I could see that you know being a game I would have enjoyed then as well. So yeah, could could maybe new do with a new edition? Do you think? Or? I think I think it needs it's it's fantasy flight. So I, I nearly said Final Fantasy flight there, but that's a different thing. Yeah. Uh, it's fantasy flight. So the presentation is good. You know, it's good card yeah, stock, yeah. Um, sturdy stuff. You know, well presented. But the artwork and maybe just some of the names and things. I think if they just modernise that a yeah. bit and put some of the, the quality that they've put on things like Arkham Horror, yeah. um, could well bring that up. I dare say they'll get around to doing it at some point, because yeah. it's funny you mention Arkham Horror there, they, they seem to be revisiting a lot of their older stuff at the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit too much, because yeah. I mean, like they, I, I, I liked uh, Return to Night of the Zealot um, that they did for the Arkham Horror card game, mm-hmm. but they're doing them for every core set they've done mm-hmm. now and it's right okay it's only been out about a year we don't need a revised <laughs> yeah. set of that just yet we would certainly don't need them as plentiful as they as they are at the moment but I, I'd quite like to see some uh, some older games uh, getting a, a, a new Face edition lift. yeah yeah that'd be neat I've, not, I've never played Cosmic Counter myself but because um, I think I'd said to you the um, it's one that I'd, I'd always been eyeing up yeah but uh, and this is a terrible thing to say. I know we all say don't judge a book by its cover. I was always put off by that derpy alien <laughs> on the box, though. It is a bit of a... I must admit, when it got pulled out, I kind of went, oh, okay, this, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not sure this is for me. Yeah. I like a higher quality of game, you know, kind of the, <laughs> the game snob. <laughs> I have a discriminating taste. Yeah. Game connoisseur, top exactly. yeah, yeah. Do not pollute my palate <laughs> That's a front to my senses. Yeah, but no, I'm keen to try it now. Um, Because you're not an easy man to please. So um, I think it's praise indeed that that you've enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, it would be nice to see um, not just that, but um, a lot of older games Mm -hmm. maybe getting a new edition. Yeah. So anyway, should we uh, should we chat about the the relaunch party? Yeah, because this is this is first chance we've really had to to talk about it since to to pick it apart. Because yeah. last week's episode was the the live recording, yeah. of course. So we've not really had a chance to reflect on it, yeah. as it were. Um, so a lot of people there. There was, the, considering there was weather warnings. Yeah, we had a bad, that, a bad front for that day, really. Yeah, bit of snow. Yeah, because I, I think a few people were. Th- Thinking they maybe had to dart off, so mm. like, you know, one of the things I got on stage is like, it's raining now, it's okay. <laughs> you know, please don't run off; it'll get better. <laughs> um, but I, 
I was really quite touched actually that that so many people made the effort to turn out. Like considering it was January, mm-hmm. like you're saying, the weather was horrible. We did have a couple of uh, last minute cancellations, but even even that um, was flattering in a way that 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 people took the time to apologise. Yeah, not for just not being shot. able to make it. Because um, because I, I think that the people that couldn't make it really did want to go. Yeah. Um, and they should have, because it was a great event. I had a great time. Yeah, it was. Um, the Avant Garde staff were phenomenal. Yeah, um, there was a couple of mix-ups with the time for the food, and they just worked around it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, shout out to Darren, who did a great job mm-hmm. looking after us. I think he's accustomed to looking after nerds. Though. He's he's had a bit of experience with my lot. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, uh, yeah. we did the uh, the old Pathfinder Society there, and there's some other clubs as well that that go along there. Yeah. And uh, he's he's accustomed to our culture, but he always assumes I'm there for Pathfinder Society. Yeah. I stepped down, you know, a year ago, but I'll still go. And he's like, "Oh, you're here for the site?" I'm like, "No, I, I don't do that anymore." I went, yeah. my work had to do there, yeah. and I went in, and he was like, "Oh, society." I'm like, "No, this is my job." <laughs> <laughs> do you really think those people in there look like nerds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you, you know that he, he refers to you as English Tom. Does he? That's, that's an old one. I used to get that when I came to university. Did you? English Tom, yeah. yeah. There was no other Tom. I could have just been Tom. I know. I, I don't know why people sometimes feel that they have to like jam that yeah, at the front yeah. there. It's like, it's like you know, oh, it's Big John. Like, he's the only John. Why does he need to be Big John? You know? Well, the, <laughs> the thing is, it's like, Tom's not an overly common name. Generally speaking, yeah. in Scotland, it's abbreviated to Tam. Yep. So you would think Tom would be Tom, yeah, or big, or big Tom. You're quite a big guy. I mean, I do all right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I, th- I thought English Tom sounded a wee bit sort of old west. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, English Tom. Yeah. <laughs> They're alive, English Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. You're uh, going up in the world. That's it. That's it. A wanted man. A Monica. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But they they were great. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with the standard of the the food there actually as well, because mm-hmm. they they said they were putting on a a buffet. Yeah. And you think okay, that's fine, like some wraps and stuff. Sausage it was, rolls, it's all hot food. Yeah, pasta and all that, and, and really good as it well. It was good. It was really good quality. It's a little bit uh, flary for my taste. They had a yeah. lot of sort of the the herbs and things. And sausage I, bruschetta, yeah, I love that. I'm yeah. I'm a working class guy, so I'm kind of like, where's my chicken drumsticks? Yeah, you know, I feel where's my is, cheese omelette? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it was really nice. Like, yeah, yeah, I did really enjoy it, despite yeah. my uh, my reverse snobbery in that case. Yeah, I was really impressed. And if um, for any of our listeners, if you're ever hosting an event in Glasgow, I I cannot recommend Avant Garde enough. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with they that. They were great. They looked after us really well. Um, but it was just a good night, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, it was. There was a lot of people that I have communicated with, but was meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, even like watching some of the other people that I knew had never met one another, from got on like a house and fire. It was like a wee dinky convention, yeah. almost. It was. It was a nice, a nice opportunity. Like, I'd never even met um, Dave of, of Tabletop. Scotland fame yeah. and it was nice to actually touch base with him and have a chat about RPs with someone that wants to listen because yeah. uh, there are a lot of people that I will talk to about RPs that don't want to listen. Yeah. Well that, that's Dave's thing that's yeah. his jam. Oh. Um, so that was really cool uh, and the other people that I got got chance to have a wee natter with before I boosted yeah. um, but as, as far as the, the help goes um, uh, my sister Abby did a, a great job uh, helping us get set up um, uh, so shout out to Abby if you're listening. Um, the Lucky Sparrow 
guys, uh, particularly mm-hmm. uh, Robert, uh, did a phenomenal job volunteering to do the, the PA for us. Really patient setting up the sound because there yeah, were yeah. a lot of hurdles to jump over there. Yeah, there were. Um, but we got there. We did. That was the main thing. Yep. And uh, and a lot of that's thanks to, to Robert. So I mm-hmm. um, uh, can't thank him enough. Um, shout out for Lucky Spiral itself. Um, uh, Board Gaming Cafe yep. has just opened in Shawlands. Uh, fledgling no pun intended fledgling sparrow yeah yeah (laughs) fledgling cafe um so they they do teas coffees uh paninis all of that and you can of course go there and play games you can rent tables there uh great people uh great atmosphere there so if if you're in the area definitely go and check them out support your local official endorsement that's it (laughs) seal of approval yeah boom yeah (laughs) We do, we do have our little just, seals for the... I like the idea of your face on a seal. Just like on their front door. Like, but not even cartoons, just like a fully... Yeah, just like fully rendered. humanoid. Yeah. Like on their front door. Like haunt your dreams yeah. type. Yeah. It's like staring dead-eyed. <laughs> and just seal of approval. Yeah. And then People are like... Oh, it's okay. like, do, do we want this approval? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> um, but no, it was great having them there. Of course, um, Nick... Four Fox providing the music. Yep. Because uh, he he not only composed the the new theme for us, he played some of his music live on the night. He did it was really good. Really enjoyed that. His his music's really good. Uh, ambient music, mm-hmm. good chill out music. So yeah. that I I really feel that as much as we said that the um that there was just a really good camaraderie on the night. I think Nick really did set the the tone mm-hmm. and the the mood. With, good, with yeah, it was music. a good sort of, uh, as you said, a good ambiance for the yeah, yeah for what we wanted yeah, and yeah for all our attendees and uh, patrons, just th- thanks for coming yeah. and uh, su- continuing to support Unlucky Frog. Hope uh, you're liking new t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Is it? We I think we sold a few. You did sell a good few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the the new dice are quite popular. As I've well. I, I've purchased the new dice. Uh, yeah. uh, I took I took my staff dice, but I thought I'm adding. To this, I need more uh, into the pot. Well, it's it's Josh. He brings them to my Pathfinder game, and he throws them down, and they throw sixes. And I'm like, right, I'm not having you having all these sixes, and I've got nothing. So yeah. I brought my own, your own cheated to, dice to throw back at him. Yeah, <laughs> look, son, it's <laughs> <laughs> not having it's this. Like the sort of dice arms race. Yeah, it's just on. kind of escalation. Yeah, but um, well, we had you on stage as well. What, what, how, how how did you feel about a wee, wee bit of public speaking? Uh, once I turned my mic on, uh, I was pretty chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we had a few technical hitches. Yeah, um, by the by, I, I don't mind a bit of public speaking, and uh, you do quite a bit in your work, don't you? I do. I do a lot of training and things like yeah. that, so I'm used to speaking in front of people. Um, but no, it was nice to get up and and reveal our our upcoming RPG plans. Yeah, which we'll talk a bit more about in a minute. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice to. To sort of put that out there and get a bit of feedback from the crowd as well, because you yeah. never know these kinds of things. If people are going to be like, "Hmm, good," or if they're going to be like, "Yeah, yeah," I, f- I found well that- done, English Tom. <laughs> <laughs> English Tom, everybody, that's going to stick now. It is, yeah. yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, too late. It's out there. Go on, you were saying you found. It's always a bit difficult when you're on stage getting a read on people. Yeah. But um, we had a really positive response. Yeah. And actually, like listening back to some of the recordings, people laughed when they were supposed to. Yeah. Is... 
that's always positive when you I, I listen back to it myself and you crack the joke and a couple of times for yourself as that and you you hear the chuckle in the background you're like thank god that landed because <laughs> i just have this silence yeah you always playing in your head is that sort of nightmare scenario of like the the comedian and like the the social club yeah just like the hoot of the hat the owls outside yeah <laughs> just absolutely dying on stage <laughs> yeah but that didn't happen so you've got to listen you can you can hear for yourself yeah, um, we mentioned earlier as well. We uh, formally announced um, uh, game of the year for us mm-hmm. for twenty eighteen. Koi, mm-hmm. um, do you know Smirk and Dagger actually shared the episode? Really, which was neat. Yeah, awesome. Bill Lassick uh, was all gushy. That's awesome about it. Yeah, yeah, which you don't expect, but I guess our pick last year was uh, Underworlds, mm-hmm. Warhammer Underworlds. So it's like you know we're. We're dirt on games. We're not even dirt on games workshop. <laughs> shit. Not even on the yeah. <laughs> you just knocked off by accident. Yeah. I'm sure that's not the case. I'm sure we've got loads of uh, GW fans that uh, work in the, the various places, don't um, we, guys? Yeah. Well, they'd never acknowledge this <laughs> if, they, if they do. Throw us a bone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on, get in touch. You know you want to. But I, you know, it, it's just it's really great. Um, seeing the the response that we've got, and in a lot of ways, you don't really know how successful events like that are until mm-hmm. you you know the the weeks and months following after until you yeah. see what sort of follow up yeah. you get from it, um, and actually being able to see that manifest within a matter of days mm-hmm. is great. I think it's really nice as well. You know that they're they're good. It's obviously good for them to see positive publicity mm-hmm. and it's it's nice of them to sort of pay that forward and yeah. promote pro- promote you guys as well you know yeah i know it sounds a bit callous but it's it's true you know? cross promotion yeah everybody patting each other on the back yeah that's it just yeah. like a like a human centipede of that is not the it's imagery the you tone lords <laughs> there we go we did it so <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> Audio high five. Anyway. Yes. Role playing games. You're not going to invite me on again, are you? <laughs> well, that's up to Charlotte, let's be Fair. honest. It is. Yeah. We we know where we stand in the pecking order. Yep. We don't even register in Games Workshop's radar, and we do what Charlotte tells us. That's fair. So, yeah, role playing games. Yep. So, uh, Warmer, we've just done some, some character gen. We did. For yourself, like, so. Just finished before recording. Literally. Actually. Yeah. How'd you find that? It's quite a neat way of creating a character, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, f- I feel. Um, so, for those of you that don't know, essentially, you, when you're creating a character for the Warhammer Fantasy roleplay, you have a series of tables. Mm-hmm. And you. It's usually a percentile dice it's or deep, deep percentile, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you're rolling on a scale of 1 to 100. Yeah. So, you roll on the table and it gives you a random option and if you embrace chaos mm-hmm. because the chaos gods are the ascendant power they are. in the Warhammer world in the old world uh, yep yeah because there are multiple Warhammer worlds yep. in the old world um, if you embrace chaos you're rewarded with an experience bonus you, you get a wee uh, a wee boost of experience for uh advancing your character there's, there's two reasons I think this is good first of all if you're at a complete loss for creating a character just do that yep uh, second of all, why would you not roll? Mm-hmm. Because there's always a chance you get what you, you want. Get... And did that happen, Ben? Uh, I one in ten chance, yeah. and I rolled a dwarf you did. from a race. You did. 
Uh, it's less than a one in ten chance. Is uh, it? So you rolled a D percentile. Uh-huh. Uh, to get a dwarf, you need, an, I think it's a 95 to a 97. So you actually had a three in a hundred chance of getting a dwarf. And you, you buy a lottery dwarf. ticket. <laughs> you know. Yeah, those yeah. are the same odds. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but, Ben made a dwarf. Yeah, so I'm not like one of these filthy race choosers like nope. Iona. Iona. I rolled mine and yep. accepted the result. You did. Uh, and I think Charlotte did similar. She's a she's a human. Uh, she's a freak of a human. She is a freak of a human. No so offense to the without without giving too much away because we'll we'll come to this yeah. later. But Charlotte may be on the the taller end of the uh, the human yeah. height scale. <laughs> yeah, she's playing basketball for the uh, yeah. the Raglan Rovers. I, I think yeah. Once that result comes out, just bear in mind that we're talking about a a sort of medieval fantasy world yep. where malnutrition was rife. Yes. People Went. probably not very often above the five yeah. foot mark. Yeah, yeah. I, I think sort of the average works out at sort of five five. Yeah, uh, and she is literally a foot above that. So she's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. big big Gertie. <laughs> Gertie. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm I'm going to be playing a a dwarf miner. Yes. Um, which I I actually rolled the miner. You did. Um, as well, you were sort of tithering between that and Gwen Slayer. Di- yeah, I was dithering, but then I thought, no, I'll, I'll do, I'll do the minor because there's enough frontline stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was kind of what we were lacking mm-hmm. a bit in the party. Um, but at the same time, you get some pretty useful stuff. Like eventually, you can plant explosives and yep. things. So almost combat engineer yep. type yep. class. So you got a nice bit of a spread on it. You've yeah. got some, some intelligence stuff, some laws, some evaluate, some nice combat and uh, a bit it's, of His fellowship is abysmal. It is. So he's he's just he's the, the most obnoxious, grumpy guy ever. <laughs> but um one of his talents is storytelling. So You're gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna enjoy that, making people suffer <laughs> through these horrible anecdotes that no one wants to listen to. Best way. Yeah. Party are gonna love it. So yeah, so this is going to be uh, Warhammer 4th edition, uh, fairly new from Cubicle 7. We announced it at uh, at the launch party, yeah, the relaunch yeah. party. Um, and we've got five players, so we, we dropped, obviously, yourself and Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Charlotte's going to be joining us, and we've also got uh, Iona yep. and Lanky Santa. Yeah, we uh, do. Callum is also joining us. We've got a team of five, yep. uh, and we're going to be putting that out in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I think we're going to be exploring different media definitely because um, I think we, we'll, we'll maybe try um, uh, a couple of recordings uh, tidy them up see how they are um, but I think we'd also spoken about maybe doing a couple of articles maybe even yep. doing like a couple of journal entries or yeah something. so I think I think maybe we'll look at some player journals maybe some campaign journals mm-hmm. uh, what I'm hoping to do before we launch the campaign is I want to do just a wee article that introduces the characters mm-hmm. so it gives you guys a chance to write a little sort of small novella paragraph if you will uh that introduces them uh and people can have a look at them and and get to sort of to bear with them Mm -hmm. and then we're going to release pre-recorded uh episodes and some might be scripted adventures that cubicle 7 have released some Mm -hmm. might be stuff that i've put together uh and some some little stories about these uh interesting characters yeah <laughs> this uh, towering behemoth of a woman yeah. and that's short as dwarf ever yeah four foot four 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 yeah yeah um but also the strongest member of the party bizarrely yeah yeah, yeah. hench yeah hitting that mining it's gym it's like swole danny devito <laughs> setting about folk <laughs> it's probably not that far off <laughs> yeah. 
no, I'm I'm really looking forward to to diving into because um, like I've said to you before, um, I've had a lot of sort of false starts mm-hmm. with role playing campaigns, which I think from what a lot of other people have said is fairly common. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I'm looking forward to because because we're going to be publishing what we're doing. There's an extra layer of commitment mm-hmm. to it, so I'm hoping this will be the one. Yeah, and we're we're all huge Warhammer nerds as well, so and that's why we went for the system. You know, yeah. everybody has a little bit of investment in it. I love I love the old world. Uh, I I came up in uh, Warhammer Roleplay First Edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of my first systems I ran, sort of, and mm-hmm. played after D and D. So I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into to yeah. Fourth Edition. Well, I mean, really for me, uh, Warhammer Fantasy was my sort of gateway into tabletop proper, yeah. as it were. I um, started playing in my early 20s, probably it'll be about seven or eight years ago now. Yeah. So I was a late bloomer. You were? Yeah. But I, I was much younger, yeah, uh, and it was a lot longer ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I've always, I've always been invested, like I, I think, I guess a lot of people in this hobby in video games, um, and sort of found tabletop later on. I think there's a there there's a lot of crossover that people do neglect in those. Um and I think they're not mutually exclusive. I think some people can see it that way. No. Uh but they're not. No. And I th- I think I dare say that we're going to see a lot more overlap between the two to Definitely. the point where a lot of the time the two may be indistinguishable from one yeah. another. I mean we've seen games like uh Detective Chronicles of Crime, um, actually utilizing augmented uh, reality, reality yeah. and virtual reality yeah. for part of a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. So, is it a video game? Is it a tabletop game? So it's almost a natural progression, isn't it? To bleed yeah. into each other. That's it. Yeah, because I mean, let's not forget that there was a time where tabletop was informing video game development. Mm-hmm. And now I think we're starting to see, because as Josh uh, puts it, video gaming is a mature medium. Mm -hmm. So it is now maybe informing tabletop a little bit more than vice versa. I mean, there's definitely been board games that have emulated elements of of video games as well um, to try and get that kind of rush, that that buy-in that people put into video games, that investment. Uh, Legacy games take a lot from video games, having sort of a save state. That you campaign can mode, with, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, we suddenly got very deep, really deep yeah. into the. <laughs> we do that from time to yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> but it, I mean, even like because I'd mentioned earlier with uh, about Cerberus, the achievement list. Yeah. That's something quite a few games have done, and yeah. I know, and I know people. It's one of those topics, isn't it? Achievement always provokes quite heated debate. Yeah. Because you'll get some people saying, oh, they're disgusting and all that. But I I, I get why they're there. Mm-hmm. Because they, they add to replay value. Yep. Albeit they do maybe funnel you down playing the game a certain way. Yeah. It is still, at the same time, perhaps encouraging you to explore the games in ways that you ordinarily wouldn't. And at the same time, they're not mandatory. You know, no. every, every game with achievements that I've come across has never said you need to do these yeah. or you are playing the game wrong. Yeah. It's gone. If you want to do these, awesome. You can have mm. some points or some little cosmetics. Yeah. 
uh, I was I was quite guilty of a bit of achievement hunting in my World of Warcraft days, yeah. in the days of yore when I didn't have a job. Uh, <laughs> um, but these days, you know, I couldn't couldn't commit to that. Yeah. But I like the idea that like Cerberus has has achievements because I'd like to like open a game. And go, oh, I remember when I did that thing, you know, where we yeah. all got to the boat and we killed Josh and you know whatever it was. But it becomes a memento, yeah. doesn't it? It's it's not just a game. You then have all these recordings and memories attached to it and you could argue that you have that anyway with a game yeah. but actually having like physical tokens of do you remember that time you did this yep to to go back to the video game analogy one of the things that i and again this may be a controversial topic again i know people have various feelings about the destiny franchise mm-hmm. but one of the things i loved about booting up destiny 2 for the first time was because i grandfathered my character over from the first game yep it plays a montage of everything that I did. It does, yeah, I remember that. I did in, the same. In the first game, it's yeah. a sort of uh, black and white, kind of cel-shaded yes. uh, artwork. Yeah. And uh, it it plays... It shows you an image, a title, a caption, and a different piece of music plays. It's like a suite, and it yeah. plays through different... Um, and it's reprises of the music used in those moments okay. within the game. So it kind of... Uh, sort of pulls that feeling but out do you know it? the thing that was really poignant was some of the guys uh, whose names came up uh, have since passed on right? and actually having a, an immortalised reminder of that moment that I had with yeah. um, his, his name's Joe uh, who I'm thinking of in particular uh, he was the guy I, I first uh, beat Skolas who's right, okay. uh, one of the bosses from the first Destiny game yeah. But actually having that there, um, it's quite poignant, you That's know. Some powerful stuff for a, yeah. a computer game to pull that that level of sort of emotional yeah, attachment. And it's, I'd I'd totally forgotten about it, and I was on the party chat to Richie at the time. And I was like, oh shit, it's Joe's name, and I was actually like welling up a bit. Yeah, yeah. and I'd not, throat not, kind yeah, of thing, I'd yeah. not even started playing the game. Yeah, but I I think well, we did get deep, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there's something to be said for those little mementos and achievements. I yeah, think. I think so. I think memories so. that can be attached to them. I think it's it's what you want to do. And every everything's about creating memories. So yeah. if a game gives you a little reminder of, hey, remember that awesome thing, that yeah. awesome time. We're going to so, have that with our character sheets as well. Exactly. Those pen marked character sheets. That's, uh, <laughs> they're going to be absolutely wrecked. But that's use this pencil, Ben. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably do minis as well. We will. Um, I've got I've got plans within plans, oh. so we'll see what comes up. Yeah. I'm not painting minis for you. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> no, I'll paint my own. Quite enjoy that. Not painting in a while anyway. So no, I need to do a bit more. It'd be nice to get an opportunity. Yeah. The good thing about why I'm a fantasy role plays, I've I've got a lot of minis from from my of fantasy course. collection, yeah. and, and between me, you, Josh, you know, there's yeah. a good good well of things. We even can if you on. didn't have anything, you could just go to GW. There's yeah. a glut of stuff you exactly. could use. So it'd be nice to to pull some of the, the minis out that maybe haven't been used for a while or, or even pull some of the new ones in, you know, the minis from things like um, Underworlds uh, and utilise them as well. Yeah, definitely. Bit of life out of them. That's it. Well, I think that's about all we've got time for. Yes, we blitzed uh, it. We did. We absolutely bossed this. We, <laughs> we laughed, we cried. We did. There we go. An emotional roller coaster of an episode. <laughs> And I think that's the title there. There we go. Boom. Right, folks. Print it. Thank- <laughs>
Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, guys. It's uh, Josh from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast here. Thanks for listening to us. And now, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for the Unlucky Frog Gaming. Uh, You can also show your support for Unlucky Frog through Patreon. Be sure to check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com, to find out more. Was that so hard? <laughs> I'm, look. Oh, 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 oh,